to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Winsville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Piney Pastors Podcast. Today we are, uh, well, who are we? We are uh, the pastors of Piney Ridge Church. I am Jason Myers, and to my left, Nathan Smith. And I am Steve Hopped. Yes. And we are here uh, talking about theology this morning, talking about uh, the practical outworkings and benefits of studying theology. So perhaps we should start off with defining theology. What is theology, Steve? Theology is the uh, study of Theo. <laughs> study of Theo, yes. <laughs> Theo, the study of Huxtable? God. <laughs> Theos. Study of Theos. God. Theos, God. Yeah, study so there's God. that theology proper, which is the study of God himself, but sometimes we use theology in a more general term to speak of the study of all things that relate to God. Doctrinal things relate yeah. to God, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about... Um, uh, specifically studying theology from the scriptures, from the Bible. Um, so, what did you guys think of theology when you were kids? <laughs> I, uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> At least, yeah. Not... Or if you heard the word, what did you... I, what was your... I don't recall hearing the word, to be okay, honest. No, Maybe I, I did, but I don't recall... Uh, probably, I mean... The, my first recollection of yeah. the, hearing the word is in college, so I probably heard it before then, maybe. Yeah. But Don't remember it. Did, it didn't. It didn't sink in. It. Yeah, it did not stir any deep reflection. That's for sure. Steve? Yeah, I have no idea when I first heard it, but I didn't think much. I mean, I did. I thought about it, but I didn't know the word. Not theology. in that category, at yeah. least. Or at least, yeah. I, I read the Bible a lot as a kid, but but you didn't cons- you didn't think of that in terms of well I'm I'm studying theology right, and I certainly didn't have a lot of a lot of good solid books about theology when I was a kid. What about you, Jason? First time I heard it, I was two years old. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jason wrote his first book at three. Yeah, so. no, I uh, I do remember. Um, my dad changing uh, my diaper and <laughs> no reading um, systematic always reading and asking him you know like what are you reading and oftentimes it would be the bible but then other times it would be well this is a just a a, a theology book or mm-hmm. a, a book about um doctrine or um often it was a books of practical christian living and um and what my mom doing the same just reading different books and uh, Thinking, well, I guess that's what you do when you're older, is you you read books and you mm. think about these things. Um, and That's what old, boring people do. That's right. It's what old, boring <laughs> people do. I, I mean, even as a... Uh, we always wanted to hang out with friends and by playing, doing something. But when the parents get together and they would sit around and talk, I'm thinking, that's so boring. Why yeah. would they do that, right? <laughs> so it, did, it didn't seem interesting to me uh, as a kid and um, until I was a teenager... And started, I started to realize by reading, and I was actually reading a John Piper book um, that really got me, um, I saw the benefit 
of reading theological books. Um, well, reading and it, just reading in general, right? Yeah, and reading in general. I didn't like reading at all really before that. Uh, I may have read the Bible, but that was really most of it. <clears throat> and but when I read um, Desiring God, John Piper, eighty seventeen, it it really opened my up my eyes to the benefit of reading and thinking carefully. Um, because I saw, I, I really experienced my heart being changed, my mind being, um, having clear thoughts about God and about me and about sin, about this world, changed how I viewed everything and how I lived, and it really stirred my affections. And so, yeah, that was, for me, a really kind of eye-opening, this isn't just boring theoretical stuff for old people, this is actually practically beneficial. Do you remember the first kind of book or um, time of studying theology that you felt your heart stirred? Does the late great planet Earth count as a theology book? <laughs> Nathan, what about you? <laughs> First, I have a question for you, Jason. Up yeah. until the age of 17, would you have said, I don't normally read and actually have never read? I, I would have said that. <laughs> I did read other books. I got like I got Calvin's commentaries for my 16th birthday. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I, it wasn't like I used them as reference because I like I read the Bible. But uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. Of course you did. <laughs> but at, at 17 is when I read Desiring God. It was when it was really uh, I read other than yeah. I read the Bible. But then this was also in addition helpful. When I was 16, I was reading Stan Musial's biography for the 15th time. So. <laughs> Stan Musial, uh, a great theologian. To your question, which was. Uh, something like, do I remember the first time that I was reading a theology book and had my heart heart stirred yes. by it? Um, yes, that was, <laughs> oddly enough, a John Piper book, Ooh. The Pleasures of God. Mm. I've actually never read Desiring God. That's good. Uh, but I've read a lot on the Desiring God website, so I feel like I... <laughs> <laughs> and John it's, it's, Piper it's, says he's good. written... All this, uh, his books are the same with it's different titles, so maybe I have read it, just not under that title. But yeah, The Pleasures of God by John Piper, it was for a class in college, and um, it was... It probably was. Uh, unlike you, I did read a lot. Um growing up, but mostly fiction. Baseball um, books like Steve? Yeah, lots of baseball. Uh, no. <clears throat> um, but as far as I can recall, that was the first theology book or deeply theological book that I had read, and um, it uh, it changed the way that I understood, viewed, and worshipped God mm. pretty significantly. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's about the God-centeredness of God, yeah, God's pleasure in His own glory, and many other things, but... can be somewhat paradigm-shifting for us mm -hmm. as we start to think more God-centeredly, yes. yeah. Yep. So I was a late bloomer, and I don't know that I read any theology books until maybe my late 40s. When and Nathan was in college. My <laughs> junior year. That was my junior year. And uh, junior years. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like you, Nathan, I read, I read a lot of fiction and biographies and things like that, but I didn't start reading 
deeply into theology. And I don't remember which my first one was, but I know that that both Desiring God and the Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul uh, yeah. were, were among the first ones that I read and, mm. and which had big impacts on me. You know, I had read probably, oh, what's the other one? Um, my Utmost for His Highest. Oswald Chambers. Yeah. I think I had read that, but I was forced to, I think. <laughs> right. Um, and there's... So, you know, I guess this is part of this discussion, but when we talk about reading theology books, um, there are uh, there is theology in, in every book, really, right. in one way or another. I read Chronicles of Narnia, I don't know how many times right. growing up, and yeah. those books... Are theological, Indeed. but um, you know maybe not as overtly theological as these other books are yeah, talking about. Yeah, I, I, I read. I guess I, I distinguish between Christian books maybe and theology books. I mm-hmm. I had read Christian books. Uh, my mom, my mom was an avid reader, and she got into. Uh, a guy, the Chinese guy, Watchman Nee. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of those books as a young man, but as I got older, some of that kind of seemed fuzzy to me. Yeah. You know? And uh, so I think I think the first real solid books I read that that I think had an impact on me were the two I mentioned. And I think that, as you said, Nathan, every book is theological, whether Christian or not. Mm-hmm. That is, yes. that every book <laughs> gives you some view of God and yourself and of the world. Um, and I Yeah, even a uh, even I don't know, Stan, biology book. Stan Musial's biology biography. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what what I what I appreciate about a book that is explicitly a, a theological book is that it doesn't um, there's no hidden agenda, there's no message um, that is not being um, you know, behind the scenes. There's no other agenda than what it's telling you. This is what you know what we're after. And I think um, that if we're reading a lot of, whether it's a fiction book or a biography or a biology book, um, often it's what, it makes theology harder at times because you have to work at what is that what are they trying to say. Mm-hmm. Other times, um, it, it you can have a um, maybe like a C.S. Lewis book or um, Andrew Peterson book where you're reading and it's fiction and. The theology, if you have eyes to see, is really pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, yeah, it, it can be a mixture. But w- why do you think that... What would be one or more reasons you think why somebody would say, well, I'll just stick to reading my Christian fiction or my um, Christian practical living books and not theology books? Theology sounds boring. Just <laughs> to say, uh, I'm going to pick up a theology book. I think, um, unless someone has read a theology book and had their heart stirred by it, um, if if they have either never tried reading theology, and just it sounds like Steve was saying, like, oh, that's something, or who was saying. That that's something you know, old people do, old boring people do. They right. read theology books, or that's something super smart people do, or something the pastors do. Mm-hmm. And I'm none of those, so uh, you know, I don't want to read boring stuff. I'm not a pastor, and I'm not super smart, so right. I'm not going to read theology books. Or maybe they've tried reading a theology book and found it boring or just 
difficult, difficult, too hard to understand. Um, and so they, yeah, have given up. Yeah. And, and sometimes you said, you know, practical books. Some people think of practical mm. Christian living books as opposed to theology books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to learn how to pray better, so I'm going to read a book on prayer, which which may or may not have a lot of theology in it. Some some may be how-to books that really don't... That are based upon theology, but they don't explain theology. Yeah, and then maybe kind of fuzzy theology, but yeah. um, I think that, that a lot of people distinguish in their minds between theology which is way up here in the ivory tower, impractical, mm-hmm. yeah, and practical Christian living books that are really tell us how to do it. Yeah. So, Steve, you Eight. seem to be saying that, um, by your tone of voice, that you don't believe that that is true, that you mm. don't think that theology books, that all, every theology book is only theoretical and there's no practical benefit. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you. <laughs> Indeed. On the practical <laughs> outworkings of theology. Yeah. But I think, too, that um, some of the books that I think of, even my utmost for his highest, uh, and it seemed like there was, in my childhood, a whole um, genre of Christian literature called devotional Mm -hmm. books. Uh And those were separate from, at least in my mind, and probably in uh, bookstores or... And now online, they're still separate. Like, you've got your theology books, and then you've got your devotional books, and then you've got your Christian living books. And these are, uh, they're marketed that way, and I think in our minds, they often function that way. So it's like, well, um, I want to be more devoted to God. I want my heart stirred, so I need a devotional book. Or, yeah, I need to learn about some practical outworking of my faith, so I'm going to choose one of these practical books. Theology doesn't really fit into either of those. Again, unless I'm a professor or a pastor or whatever. Yeah. Or nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say are some of the... Um, well, let me let me say one other thing. I think that there could be another reason why some people don't read theology books, because they believe that it's actually less spiritual. Yeah. That you need true. to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Don't read theology books. Why would you do that? That's written by men and uh, mm-hmm. not um, inspired by God as the way Scripture is. And so what would you say to that argument that um, we should only be reading the Bible and not theology books? Because as it is uh, right now, um, we know as pastors, we often are trying to encourage and exhort people to read their Bibles more. So why would we say, hey, you also should be reading theology books when they might not even be reading their Bibles? What mm-hmm. would you say? Well, I'd say read your Bible <laughs> mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yep. Uh, if you're gonna, if it's one or the other, read the Bible. But I think that um, we all need help in helping us to assimilate the ideas from Scripture to be able to yeah. see, for example, the big picture, uh, which is why Von Roberts' book can't remember the title God's of God's Big Picture. Yeah, God's <laughs> big, God big, God's big picture. Yeah. That helped me to see um, biblical theology. Helped me to see the some big themes of the Bible as it goes as 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 it goes through. And the Bible is a hard book to just pick up and read cover to cover, unless you're going to take a long time to do. And and sometimes it's hard 
on your own to be able to pull out those threads. I think the more that you read it, the more you begin to see those threads. Um, but um, I think that it that it's helpful to have people that have studied the Bible uh, extensively, have written on it, and uh, to to help me to see those big ideas that maybe I'm missing, um, and then pulling out from Scripture some key doctrines that maybe uh, I gloss over. And so mm -hmm. I think it's important to read the Bible, but I think it's helpful to read books by theologians as well that, that instruct us and teach us uh, somewhat like a sermon on Sunday morning. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, God yeah is, that's what I was going to say, that uh, if, <clears throat> if one is really going to take that as a hard stance, then why listen to preaching or even have a discussion with anyone else about Scripture, if, unless you intend only to uh, proclaim to them, and yeah, we're just going to quote Scripture at one another. As soon as you get into um, helping someone else or being helped to understand something, then you're into the realm that also includes theology books and... Yeah. Um, and there was something else I was going to say. Forgot, but you had something. Well, so. I was just going to say that it's really inevitable. Like, even as soon as you read the Bible with any thought in your head, that's theology. Mm -hmm. So you you can't avoid it. And um, if you formulate any kind of synthesizing thought between two verses or between two words in a verse, that's theology. So you right. are when you are thinking, um, you're you're trying to understand scripture. And what it God, what God says to us, and your thoughts are theological thoughts, mm -hmm. and so um, yeah, it's it's not something that we should seek to avoid, but we could, we can't, but it's something that we should seek to do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what I what I forgot and remembered mm -hmm. was simply that Scripture is clear that Jesus has given us teachers within yeah. the church, um, that the Holy Spirit equips people to teach. And that includes written teaching. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think we are not receiving a gift from Jesus if we aren't um, benefiting from the teachers that He's given to us. What yeah. did uh, Spurgeon say? I think in one of the chapters of our the book we've been reading, things. he did. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll be paraphrasing here, but um, he who does not use the brains of others shows that he himself has no brains. <laughs> that if we don't. Um, if we're not really thinking, um, if we're not using the the great thoughts that you said, Steve, of those who have uh, thought deeply and um, carefully about Scripture for a long time and are really educated and smart and have done a good job at that, if we're not utilizing their thoughts, their teaching, their help, their writings, then uh, we are foolish. Yeah. However, we also need to read critically when we read yes theology books. And Read just, theologically, yeah, <laughs> not just blindly accept everything, yeah. but but uh, to check them against scripture. Because not every theologian mm -hmm. is equal in their um, carefulness, their accuracy, and I, that's why I always I'm I'm most encouraged and blessed by when I'm reading a theologian or any kind of book that has explicit theology in it, where it points me back to Scripture and says, here's how I'm mm -hmm. getting this. Mm -hmm. This is why I love part of John Piper's books, is because he right. often will do that and say, here's a text, and here, let me unpack it right. where I got my theological statement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah his, um, his Providence book, 700 pages, um, I forget the number of Scripture references that I read it somewhere that 
you know, they're um, listed in the back, <clears throat> and um, it's it's in the thousands though. Yeah, more scripture references than pages written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's people should be um, scripture saturated if they're going to be talking about theology responsibly. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what would you say are some of the practical benefits of of reading, studying theology, maybe especially for those who think that it's boring or that it's hard. Why? What would motivate them? What would be some practical benefits of studying theology? Steve is handing the floor to me. I will take the floor. Practical <laughs> benefits. Um, well, I think when when I think about practical benefits... Uh, I, I think first of heart mm-hmm. benefit, like what you you asked earlier about when we first read a theology book and felt our hearts stirred. Mm-hmm. I think that is for me the the first thing that we should be aiming for, um, and that's the most um, practically beneficial. And there there are theology books that are written in a boring way that yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just like like anything history can be written in a way that's captivating or in a way that's boring science even math probably can be written <laughs> or taught in a way that is either engaging or boring and so there are certainly Bite boring <laughs> there are boring ways to communicate yeah. glorious truths right and does it change the fact that it's true possibly right but it, does change the fact of uh, or the effect. Yeah, and so I am drawn towards theology books that stir my heart because they're written in such a way that um, that it it connects with me. Hopefully, the person that wrote it, if it's a boring theology book, wasn't trying to write in a boring way. Hopefully, it was they were pouring out their heart as best they could <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to engage. But anyway, um, for me, it's theology. Uh, stirs up my heart. If there's a devotional, a book that is intended to be devotional or labeled as devotional, um, but doesn't um, go to Scripture, first of all, and then open up for me some glorious truth about God, then I don't find it devotionally helpful. Yeah. Because it's not... It's got to be grounded in something solid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need my heart to be brought to a place of greater awe of God, to be shown some of the mysteries of who God is, and um, so, yeah, just having having the heart focused, aimed more in a Godward direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me is, I think, probably the first and maybe most important practical benefit of studying theology. So if you're going to, you're not talking about emotionalism, but having your heart stirred by what's true, having clear, correct thoughts that really warm, stir, and direct your heart to the love of God. Mm -hmm. And in that, it's, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is the first and greatest commandment. And so um, theology... um, written well and then read well is really aiming at that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be paramount. I think um, our motivation in reading theology needs to be that we are um, 
we, we need to be looking for that stirring of the heart or a heart change. If our motivation is to just l gain more knowledge, then, then that's... As I mean, an end in itself. Yeah, as an right, end in yeah. itself. You know, you can get puffed up by your knowledge. But we want to grow in knowledge so that our hearts are changed, so that the outworking of that is we, our lives are changed. The, the, the way that we live our lives is changed. Mm -hmm. So, and so a, a practice, and that can happen mm -hmm. if your motivation, your heart is right, if you're praying and asking God to teach you through this book. Um, I think that our, our primary goal should be, which is, which, by the way, is why books that are written in such a way as to be, I don't know, Christian self-help, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a practical, here are five steps to a richer Christian life or something like that. Those are often popular with people, but I think that they are often only... Uh, only scratch the surface and really don't affect the heart change that they 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 portray themselves to. Mm -hmm. However, if we're reading a book, I don't know, like Desiring God, and we are reading it in such a way that we would like our hearts to be changed through the knowledge that we're gaining in this book so that our lives are different, and and I don't know John Piper personally, but just knowing him through his writing and his preaching... I know that that's his goal in writing these books, that he wants people's lives to be changed. He wants them to be transformed more into the image of Christ through mm -hmm. reading these books. And so that, that needs to be our motivation yes. in reading theology books. Theology books, theology messages, theology conversations, theology podcasts are servants. They're mm -hmm. meant, and, but what are they to serve but the people of God for the glory of God, like that we would be transformed to be more like Jesus so that we would worship him more. Mm -hmm. um, I was just reading a, um, a blog post the other day about um, this guy I would not consider a great theologian, and he's not always the, the deepest thinker or writer, uh, but he was uh, writing about evangelism, and he was saying that if you want to teach your people to evangelize, give them solid theology. He said that if there was a, a study done and 40% of the people surveyed in churches said that Jesus, they did not believe, was the only way to the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's a theological issue. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's an it's a evangelism-destroying issue. Because if they don't have good theology, when they're, what, are, what are they really sharing? What truth are they sharing? Or what message are they sharing, I should say? And then... Besides that, will they be motivated really if they don't believe that Jesus is the only their only hope right. for other for their lost family, friends, neighbors, acquaintances, strangers? If they don't really believe that theological truth that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, then they won't share it. Mm -hmm. Amen. So it's it's motivational for us. Um, in Second Corinthians uh, chapter ten, Paul says. For though, verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Amen. And then what he tells you what that looks like in verse 5. We destroy arguments. 
That's thoughts, bad theology. We destroy that. And every lofty opinion that raised against the knowledge of God, again, theology, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Uh, If we don't have a solid, clear theology, we won't be able to destroy any argument. Like, Mm -hmm. this is apologetics. This is evangelism. This is... um, our own hearts, uh, desires for God and worship, and we sing songs, theology is what feeds it. Mm-hmm. Like truth, understanding clearly, accurately, the truth about God leads our hearts to worship Him more and to praise with more gusto and more passion. Um, yeah. Preach on, brother. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about, what about, have you guys ever had um, fear, anxiety? No. Upon, <laughs> upon which... <laughs> oh. uh, Upon which thinking of and being reminded of or reading a, a sound, solid theological book has given you peace, has given you reminders of, yeah, that's right. I, that, why am I fearing? Why am I anxious? Because I'm forgetting these glorious truths of mm-hmm. the deep theological uh, uh, maybe thinking that I have not been giving myself to. Yeah. I've been thinking shallow thoughts about God, not deep thoughts, and it's mm-hmm. led me to have a shallow heart or... Easy fear. Yeah, and that's where I think um, books that are uh, directly, uh, maybe a a book about anxiety, dealing with Mm -hmm. anxiety uh, from a Christian perspective or something, that could be written in such a way that it's dealing with a lot of the psychological issues or practical issues um, and maybe with some, some truth here and there. You're not getting in. enough rest. You need to eat better. Yeah. You need to be with friends. Yeah, and those thinking. things are, um, they're helpful. Mm-hmm. But you could also read a, um, you know, you could read Knowing God, mm-hmm. J.I. P- Packer, and um, and just be in awe of who God is, yeah. and it puts things in perspective uh, of your life. The, the things that may be causing you anxiety when you realize the transcendence of God, um, his infinitude, um, and just the, the smallness of us and the things in our life. For me, that uh, not even thinking about anxiety or dealing with anxiety, um, sometimes being confronted or reminded with the the greatness of God, his sovereignty, that has been what has overcome the anxiety. Yeah. Not a, a direct sort of assault on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it helps us, I think, in practical ways of even just fighting sin, um, mm-hmm. of being more God-centered in our thoughts. It helps us to... Um, to see God and to know God and to trust God and to love God more such that we um, we start to hate our sin more because it dishonors the one we love. We mm-hmm. see it that way. Um, we know oftentimes, maybe um, every time we sin, it's often uh, um, not clear to us, but it really is a lack of faith in mm-hmm. who God is and what God has promised right. and what God has done for us. And so we're seeking uh, to trust in something else to give us pleasure or to give us security or mm-hmm. to give us hope. And um, it's an idol. And it's, um, there is, I'm not saying that if you read theology books that you'll never sin or never be anxious again, but it is part of what we use to fight. 
Um, yeah. And so thinking clearly, carefully about um, deep theological issues is, I think, um, utterly and abundantly practical. So when someone says, as you said earlier, Steve, well, you got your practical books and you got theology books, I think that's a false dichotomy. That doesn't, that mm-hmm. doesn't fit. Um, it's, maybe there are some books that don't show, theology books that don't help you connect and show you the pract- how they're practical, the practical benefits, but they are there. And there are yeah. far more practical books that don't connect to Scripture very well, if Amen. at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, maybe we'll end with um, what is one book that you might recommend if someone's wanting to start off? It's like, all right, I'll buy into this. I, I want to know theology better. I want to be more careful and clear and correct in my theology. What is a book that someone could maybe start with? Mm. Well, the book that you forced me to study. Which was? <laughs> when I was a, a small group leader for the first time, or apprenticing to become one, was the 20 basic beliefs, Christian beliefs, that every, or 20 basic beliefs that every Christian ought to know by Grudem, which is just a small version of his like systematic 120 theology pages. book. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that book will get, you, uh, will, will get you started in theology. If, if you feel like you don't know a whole lot, that book will get you a good uh, foundation Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nathan, um, it's hard because I, I was thinking earlier. Um, one thing that we should be careful of is um, not to judge the spiritual depth of others based upon their enjoyment of the same theological books that we, or yeah. lack of enjoyment of. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll, I'll confess that I've been tempted if someone's like, yeah, I don't really like John Piper's writing to be like, ooh, okay. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly an immature Christian here, but that is that is not a good attitude on my part. And uh, someone may just not, you know, like his writing style or exactly. uh, the way he communicates things. And so, um, so in thinking about what to recommend, it's hard. Um, yeah, what were you going to say? I was... I mentioned the holiness of God. It, it did have a big impact mm, on mm-hmm. me. But I, about three or four years ago, I said, I ought to read that again. And I read through it. And as I was reading through it, I thought, well, how do I be enjoying this a lot more than I am? And in fact, there's only a few chapters in the book that really grabbed hold of me. And, and, and when I remembered reading the book, I remembered particularly the chapter that talked about uh, his holiness and talking about oh, who's the guy that touched the that kept the Uzzah Uzzah, Uzzah yeah. yeah who kept the Ark of the Covenant from falling oh, yeah. off the cart mm-hmm. and, and um, good chapter. how yep. dare he you know a lot think of people think how dare God for killing him yeah. for touching that Ark of the Covenant but really what it was is he was saying hey I'm cleaner than the dirt that right. it would have fallen in mm-hmm. yeah he isn't. No. And, uh, and that what you said, Steve, I think it's helpful. Sometimes it's not um, a whole book or even a chapter. Sometimes yeah. it's a phrase or a sentence or a paragraph or a section that can really be life transforming. Mm-hmm. There are books that, uh, yeah, that I have read often. It takes me about halfway through the book to really get into it. And I think sometimes it takes authors about halfway through the yeah. book to yeah. really start connecting with what they're trying to say. Sometimes I wonder if book companies, uh, publishing companies say, 
your book has to be X number of pages long. And so, so they got to fill it. Oh, yeah. I've only, sure. got, I've only got 40 pages worth yeah. of good stuff, so I'm going to have to Definitely. write them. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I often have to read about halfway through a book before it really starts grabbing mm-hmm. hold of me. And sometimes there's books, like I started to read a theology book um, oh, about 15 years ago. I started to read it, and um, actually, no, that's, that's, that's a lie. I started to read the book about twenty years ago and put it down after the fourth chapter, and I thought, "This is just this is junk. I don't I don't I don't, I don't <laughs> like what I'm saying. Uh, maybe I don't understand it. Maybe he's just off." Then I read it about five years later, fifteen years ago, and it blessed me immensely. Hmm. And I wasn't in the right place. Um, I hadn't I hadn't gotten there yet. So that's why I was saying there are certain books. I think that if if you were to just give somebody, "Hey, read this book," and it's it's old, maybe. Um, language, the style is difficult maybe, um, and it's not really explicitly practical in how they connect things, but you have been a bit in front of from it. It might not be for somebody else, especially where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not always ready for it, and at different yeah, stages of right. life, things are going to have different impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I never said a book. Um, uh, it's Tozer who said the uh, most important thing about an individual is what comes to their mind when they think of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and A.W. Tozer's The Knowledge of the Holy, mm-hmm. yes. I think, his book, yeah. yeah. I think um, I think that's a fairly accessible book. I think yeah. it stirs my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, uh, yeah, and I would say, um, again, another introductory kind of book with small bite-sized chunks is J.I. Packer's Concise Theology. Mm. Um, he has, I think it's like two or three pages per doctrine, mm-hmm. and um, he fits a lot into just a little uh, <laughs> section, mm-hmm. and uh, I found that to be uh, beneficial. Um, and yeah, I think that reading, uh, like I, I personally enjoy, as you said, Piper's um, style of communicating, um, partly because he um, communicates a, from, I think, clearly, B, from Scripture, and mm-hmm. C, with passion. Mm-hmm. And so be able to do those things well um, is somewhat unique. And yeah, uh, there are some theologians, I would say, they have good stuff. It's hard to get through, but if mm-hmm. you really take your time and be patient, um, that would be a benefit. And I, I think that if you are going to try to study Scripture, theology, in any way, um, you need to come in humility. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, Steve, sometimes realizing I need to, I, I ought to be rejoicing more. Like that's true for all of us when mm-hmm. we're reading something that's glorious, but it doesn't feel glorious to us. It's not a problem with the truth; it's a problem mm-hmm. with our hearts. So we yeah. need to come humble. Mm-hmm. We need to come asking God to help us. Yeah. Um, and sometimes um, reading with a friend or others, maybe a discipleship group, mm-hmm. to plug. Um, doing that and saying, hey, can we read this and then get together to discuss? Because I'm not sure I'm getting it. I'm not sure I'm understanding it, or I'm not sure I'm benefiting much. But maybe what doesn't strike you strikes somebody else, and they can stir you up. Yeah. Um, so doing something like that, reading, maybe getting some, um, asking for some advice or some um, resources to equip you, I think would be a benefit. But we yeah. have some on our wall out there, by the way. Yeah, and we have a whole lot more upstairs. Indeed. So um, if anyone needs a place to start or a place to continue. Yes. We have 
We probably have thousands of books now. Probably. probably. Definitely hundreds, maybe thousands. Yeah. You're welcome to go browse in Jason and Nathan's offices. Absolutely. Indeed. Indeed. Well, any of the last words? Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sing it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's On it. that note. <laughs> Four out. Note. Yeah. Uh, On that note. Yeah. Oh.